welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host, Adil Gurji, and this week I'm joined by Darren Husted. Hello! Uh, and we are on Minute 116, which is 015500 to 015559. Uh, as per usual, I'm going to quickly try and do a rundown of what happened in the minute, and then we're going to do a deeper dive. So here we did open say, on Benoit. Well, uh, did, you and, five, hmm? did you say 5-9? Did you say 5-9? 5-5-5-9? 5-5. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, no, you were correct. No, sorry. I just, I heard the 5-9 and I thought we were doing the wrong minute for a second there. But no, you're correct. No, no. 0-0 zero, zero to 5-9. No, you've got it right. I apologize for mm. interrupting you. Darren, enjoy editing this part. <laughs> the real, so, so listener, if you hear this, we'll see just how, how much editing happens because, and whether or not he wants to like save face or not. But if he leaves it in, it'd be great. So we open on Benoit, hands in pocket, looking down. Um, with uh, Helen in the background, chest covered in blood, looking on. We have a brief cut to uh, to a tight shot on Bertie, uh, and she says, um. oh, It's so dumb, it's brilliant. Cut back to Benoit in actual rage, still hands in pocket. No! It's just dumb! And he walks off screen to the right. We cut to Lionel and Claire on a phone with Bertie approaching in the back. Uh, Died of an impaired suicide. She survived by her sister, Helen. Says Lionel. All eyes then track to Helen. Clara says, Helen. Cut to Helen, and she raises her head up. Bertie steps forward. You told me about Helen. Finger pointing. <gasps> oh, oh, wait. wait. <laughs> the shop pulls out, and Benoit enters the frame uh, with a comical look on his face and says, Helen Brand, ladies and gentlemen. We cut to Helen's crossed arms, mild satisfied look on her face, and then we cut to a confused Miles, uncrossing his arms, uh, realization slowly dawning on him. Benoit. And now we come to Helen's attempted murder, which I have to give you credit for. Did have a sound foundation of thought. You realize the opportunity laid out in front of you. You have a house on a remote island filled with desperate people, all of whom have a real life reason to wish this woman harm. You Furthermore, Furthermore, you have a loaded gun. And we cut to a scene of, um, basically during that speech, uh, we cut to uh, the opposite side of um, the embrace of Duke and Miles, where we see Miles taking the gun, and then the last part of the scene is Miles throwing the gun in the ice bucket. Yeah. So, what do you think of the minute? <laughs> I mean, I think some people are going to feel like it's a conspiracy that I gave myself one of the best lines of the entire film to talk about. But it wasn't really. I was meant to be doing the credits and there's been some things with guests. So I've just ended up... On I think it's minute. a conspiracy that you keep giving me great minutes. Because <laughs> I, I was part of the reveal on Knives Out Minute. Yeah. I, I, I was The parlor scene was my five minute chunk. I, th I think it's I think it's funny because like... Uh, like I mean, I, I don't know if it's just because these are good films to kind of think about minute by minute. But like all the hosts always say they got good minutes. Like everyone's always really happy. So... Um, you know, there's very few people who've been on this who've been like, oh, no, these are, there's nothing in these minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the whole kind of like, you know, it's it's brilliant. Um, and, you know, obviously our host last week also kind of, you know, when they got to spoilers, they kind of, you know, they, they couldn't resist covering like the, the, the punchline of it's so dumb, it's brilliant. And then, no, it's just dumb because that is like yeah, it's that like out of everything that because I, I think the, the weird thing about this film, obviously, is the release and the fact that it was out for a week and then it disappeared and then it was on at Christmas and then, you know. And I, out of everything in this film, like there's very few things that really kind of took off in terms of like being like a meme. But those those mm. two lines of the like, 
it's so dumb, it's brilliant. And then they're like, no, it's just dumb. You know, in the last kind of like year or so, people have used that for like a number of different things. Um, And obviously, Ryan Johnson said, no, this is not based on Elon Musk. He started writing it like almost straight after. It was filming before Elon like really was in this like space, right? Yeah. So, you know, obviously it was just more a general kind of idea of, you know, people who end up like running a company that everyone seems to think are brilliant, but it turns out they're not. And like, so that kind of commentary of like, it's so dumb, it's brilliant. No, it's just dumb. Kind of in the last year has been used a number of times for Elon Musk and his various, you know, different things that he's been dealing with. And I think it's funny because like, you know, in the in the year since this has been out, we've kind of seen from billionaires that they aren't that bright. Like they like the the way they become billionaires is not through any sort of genius it's just through mostly dumb luck and also you know inherited wealth previous wealth yeah <laughs> basically you know there's no there's yeah. no inherited wealth and stealing the labor of other people there's no other way to kind of put it that is how like you can break down every billionaire but it, that's kind of what it comes down to you don't get that much money without holding on to it well yeah this is it you hoard you hoard cash um, i think taylor swift has recently become a billionaire and you could argue maybe that's oh really yeah and but that is that is through her labor. But again, you're talking about a whole bunch of people who like on her tour or who are in her studio yeah, or say. who are producing records, you know, little discs of plastic or, you know, like so there's so, there's, there's still some of there's, there's a huge network of things that have made her wealthy. But this is, you know, it's the same with every billionaire. You know, I mean, I prefer to call them people, but you can, you know, <laughs> so when you when you. As the, like, the, the for those of you who don't know, Darren's the, the brains behind the entire podcast, right? He, he He's the puppet master and makes us do these these five episodes in of one-minute chunks and doesn't let us spoil things till Friday, etc., and all his draconian rules. Um, but when you set out to be on air, did you think, the first thing I'm going to do is alienate all the Swifties? <laughs> hey, look... I, I I like I'm I'm not alienating them because I am one. Like I I've I've got her like last four or five albums. I think it's only her first two albums I don't own. I'm a fan, you know. Um like so just a self hating swift. <laughs> yeah. So but you know, like nobody becomes a billionaire just out of kind of being being super clever. And there's tons of, you know, extremely clever people who are extremely poor. Like it's you know, yes. you know. Oh, I mean, it's it, it's objectively the worst metric for cleverness. Yeah, yeah, and and I th- I think you know we've kind of we've kind of figured out more recently that it seems like those the you know the people who are have have got that money do seem to be some of the dumbest people. And here's the th- I make a, a very broad generalization. I'm sure every single person who has worked in a business knows a person who is making more money than them or has made more money than them who is an idiot. And who doesn't know what yeah. they're doing? And in fact, there was a sitcom in the early '90s over here, and it was called The Peter Principle. And it's the idea oh, that when, like, it's it's this guy who basically is overpromoted. He's like, you know, running a bank or whatever, and he literally has no clue what he's doing. But he has enough people working under him who are good, who who like, you know, every task is done by them. But he's the one who ends up taking the credit. Um, oh, the Peter Principle is the you rise to the level of your incompetence. Yes, but it's also oh, I didn't know there was a name for that. Yeah, but it's also a sitcom as well. Look, you know. I mean, not, now I'm yeah, and and leave those typing sounds and in. and there's also there's also one of Ben like Ben Elton's like first four or five novels. Each of them had a very specific theme, and there's one that he did where it's about this general who 
Um, you, you used to go out with like one of the protesters on Clapham Common in like the early eighties, you know, because it's Ben Elton, mm. um, and he is like a, he's like a general who is very good at his job, but the person who is directly his subordinate is basically incompetent. And every single time the competent person gets promoted, the incompetent person is the only one left among the group. To take his place. Yeah, and, that's, and that keeps happening to the point where this general, I can't remember what the end of the novel is. And, I, you know, I guess I don't want to spoil like a 20-something-year-old Penelton novel. I haven't forbid. Yeah, but um, I think in the end, he ends up dead. And the person who is basically incompetent ends up as like the, the head of the Joint Chiefs, and he's basically in charge of the entire military in America, and yet does not have a clue. And I think you know George W. Bush is a very good kind of you know example yeah. of this of like somebody who each time there's somebody more competent, they leave, and the person who is incompetent is left behind. And yeah, so that is kind of the Peter principle with Miles that there is always somebody more competent. But he's the one who ends up getting like the promotion or the money or making the deal. And, you know, we we have to we have to think that part of that is down to the fact that he is a white male. Mm. And, right. you know, the person and I, and I don't think it's really discussed that much in this film, but the person who he screwed over and then murdered, because that's what we get into the reveal of here, mm. is a black woman. And, you know, it, it, as we go through this week, we'll see that basically he thinks he's going to get away with it because He's a white man. And, you know, and, and so, you know, th- th- we can only assume that, like, some of the deals that he made were probably with the full advice of Andy. But then when he's left by himself, we end up with, you know, this explosive fuel that he wants to put in people's houses. So it's which is insane. Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect example of like the Peter principle of like you had a competent person who was there. But as soon as they went, the incompetent person suddenly you know, is sending faxes in the middle of the night that make no sense. Oh, but it's even better because it's like a stronger commentary on the, like, the cis-hat white male ego and entitlement because he couldn't even see that he was being propped up. And so he actually, the reason why she leaves, right, is because he wants to do the insane thing. Yeah. And and pushes her out, right? Like, he, he, he in, he's instrumental in that fall from grace because he doesn't understand... The dynamics at all because he's that thick right because he's never had to um face his thickness yeah shall we say and because and because people like birdie are around him saying it's so brilliant you know it's, it's so, so dumb, dumb it's brilliant yeah and and that's what he thinks he doesn't hear the first part he's just been told he's brilliant over and over and that's you know i also just as a side i, I was really tickled by the idea that you were so adamant about your no spoilers monday the thursday that a 20 year old property couldn't get spoiled it's very nice <laughs> it's more that i can't remember the end of the novel i think i think i think he dies that's that's what i'll say i think the he's an american general and i think he dies I can't remember. I can't remember the end of you know. Yeah, so I liked this minute. Obviously, we have the big reveal of of. So we already know the reveal, right? That happened st- several sets of minutes ago. But this is when the the rest of the cast of characters finds out the twist, right? Yeah, um, the disruptors. And- the disruptors get disrupted by the the truth, you know. Which obviously it's funny because like the only people who knew the truth up until this point are either dead. Or they're Benoit Blanc and Helen. <laughs> so, so, like, yeah. you know, there's there's four people who know the truth, and two of them are no longer alive, and then the other two are obviously in the room, and so we're left with, I mean, is it like three disruptors that we've got? Birdie, 
I guess we've also got Peg in there and Whiskey. But I do like Birdie's realisation figuring out that it's Helen. Like, that's the first twist and her kind of, like, pointing to her and saying, oh, you told me about your sister, and then realising she's talking about that person. That's the person she's talking to. Yeah. It's such a, like, you know, Kate Hudson, obviously everyone, you know, every, one of one of the top Nepo babies uh, working today. I mean, she's great, and I think this is one of the best moments to show why she's great because she so this if if you're curious this is like around minute uh, second 16 of the minute she goes or 15 she goes she has this shrug she goes oh you told me and she has this like light point you told me about her your sister person i'm familiar with and then as soon as she's a sister there's a pause face drops and then she says <gasps> gasp full like full mouth gasp and then she goes, oh, wait, and point. And that, so it's the same hand pointing, but now it's so visceral and strong. Oh, wait. It doesn't even have to say anything, right? Just points. My, I think my favorite shot of the minute, because it's been static with Lionel and Claire sort of still on the phone reading the article. And then we're like, oh, well, you told me. And then as soon as she like has that strong point, the, the camera pulls out. Just enough to see that Benoit is just in, just there. <laughs> also, so now we see that everyone is facing Helen, and Benoit's got this hilarious look on his face. I, I think in my notes I called it a comical face because I didn't know how to describe <laughs> it because he's got like a half grimace and like pretending to be surprised. Yeah. So he's just making fun <laughs> of Birdie with his back to Birdie because he's one step ahead. Be like, oh my god, I just found out to Helen, who's got to be like having to keep a straight face as as this cartoon character of a detective is pulling funny faces at her. And I think it's funny because it's like... And then, and then he turns to her and his face drops and he's being very so serious. His hands are still in his pocket and he goes like, Helen Brand, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's funny because like that was Birdie when the boxes were being delivered. She Like she didn't know anything and she couldn't solve any of the puzzles. <laughs> and then also Claire yeah. was like openly mocking her um, because like that's that is the group dynamic is like birdie is clearly the dumbest out of everybody i mean probably not because i think miles is maybe just a tiny bit dumber than oh. her but like you know she she is literally the one that the rest of the group is like oh yeah you're so dumb you don't understand any of these puzzles we're not even gonna like entertain the idea um and i, yeah. I would say that probably duke was like the next dumbest in the group yeah but obviously you know because his mom kept solving all the puzzles for him. The thing he does for Duke is sign him up for Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not a that's not a thing you need help yeah. with. Right? Something something that you can basically do by default if you watch any stream on Twitch. It will just go. Do you want to do you want to sign up for an account? My charitable interpretation is like get him to like actually commit to streaming and doing the thing he wanted to do. But I really like the idea that. He, Miles just was like, here, let me just click these forms for you. And he was like, oh my God, thank you. And then did the right, like had the confidence and all that stuff himself, but just couldn't figure out the sign up sheet. I think, I think some of it, like obviously, you know, people have discussed that a couple of times. And I think actually maybe the bigger implication is not just sign him up, but maybe organize some kind of sponsors, uh, you yeah, know, I something, something like, you know, like something from his company so that there was, He's getting money not just from streaming, but from, you know, other sources. The things that Miles has done for people is just like the most basic of things. Like, you know, he gave money to Claire. Well, yeah. I mean, as a politician, in, money. as a politician in America, like 
you everybody always needs money like if you can't fundraise that's it you're not a politician anymore so i think it's funny that it's like oh yeah he gave claire some money and it's like well like that's the basics of being a politician so like if claire couldn't do that then yeah but i i, I think it's funny because yeah it, it, at this point we're we are basically finding out how stupid birdie is but you know that only rests on kate hudson being able to play yeah on. and and it, you know that's why this cast is really good because it like it it works um, and you know, from this point, I, it's funny because for the next few minutes, it's going to be a lot of the three main people. It's going to it's going to be everyone who's you know the the big names. It's going to be Edward Norton and Janelle Monae and Daniel Craig. Like n- basically, nobody else yeah. is really going to speak for the rest of the week after Birdie's revelation. Oh, but they have some really like not to get into spoiler territory, but they do react and they have some really nice reactions in the back. Um, but like. That's actually a thing I didn't pick up on is like he's actually doing a lot of um, he's like embodying the blocking for in a sense we see because he's kind of in the middle but turning and shifting that we're if we're not like picking up on the art the background cues or whatever we are getting his sight lines it's yeah and and uh, like I say you, you like as it is we've had a lot of art placed in this room we've been in here quite you know at this point nearly two hours in the film we've we've been here for like you know more than a full hour and we know where everything is so that when we see oh miles is standing over there well he's next to the table from earlier you know when helen walks in from this point she's next to the staircase which is over there which is next to you know some of the those those clown portraits like it's everything is very kind of you know like very well blocked um, and, uh, you know, I, I think some people have kind of, uh, you know, some guests and stuff over the over the course of the show have kind of, dis- you know, there's been different thoughts on having it set on this island. But, you know, given when it was filmed and given that, like, COVID oh. protocols were definitely fully in the fact that they've managed to have, obviously, you know, the small cast was necessitated by that, really. Um, but, you know, being but- able to kind of turn it into, like, not a locked room mystery, but, you know, certainly like a... You know, a country house mystery, but on an island with a small cast. And let's be honest, the the island doesn't do a lot of work. It's mostly a house mystery. Yeah, and, and you know, the, like the, the, the like the, the time when the, they really were, you know, like when we see Benoit and Helen running all over the island <laughs> to different people's rooms and stuff. Like that was like maybe mm. ten minutes where we actually got to see them interacting with different parts of the island and obviously we saw a few mm. scenes from different angles and stuff but like like we say most of it has been set within this room or or with you know within the earlier when they had the mystery that lasted literally like two minutes <laughs> like within within that dining space like every like everything has been you know kind of very specifically shot within this area and you know part of that is obviously the limitations that were real world and some mm. of that is ryan johnson obviously being very good uh, a similar thing that he did with um you know, with Knives Out, which is having yeah. a bunch, like, that cast was a lot bigger and was in, like, you know, a smaller space even, because <laughs> they were in a tiny... Yeah, I mean, geographically smaller, but they had more rooms that they like, cycled through, but... Yeah, but it's still, like, a lot of that was, like, contained. a large cast moving from room to room, and you had, like, 10, 11 people each time. Uh, this has been a yeah, smaller cast in, a, in kind of stuck in one room, um, and, you know, it's like we say, it's a good use of the space, like, he's... He's he's key. and also using Benoit Blanc as like kind of the one who's in you know this is his this is his time to shine where he's explaining everything that happened, and so having him dead center kind of pivoting between the guilty party and the people who you know are being brought up to speed, um, you know, and some yeah. of them taking a little bit longer, 
uh, to kind of catch on to what's happening. Like having him being the person, like you know, f- t- particularly at this point for the audience, we kind of know almost everything. But you have to have that point in a mystery film where the detective tells everybody. everyone else figures. Yeah, out. and and yeah. and you know he ha- like you can't have Lionel and Claire just leaving the island, being going like what happened like <laughs> we you know and so he has to tell everyone like you've just actually pointed out that that transition i was talking about from um with ben one birdie that's actually really smart because it's also where they both move into where they're going to be for the next two minutes which yeah. is birdie's now joined everyone else and benoit has walked off to be in the middle right so he's like a couple steps in front of the rest of the cast who are kind of in a line yeah and Helen's off to one side, and Lionel's on the other side of the room, basically, right? And we know that all geographically because of the eye lines and the cuts and where, where the paintings are, etc. But also, like, you know, Birdie literally joins everybody, both physically and mentally, because now she is caught up. They all figured out it was Helen, and she's the last person to figure mm-hmm. it out, and so she's the last person to join that group and move back to the oh, other side of the good. room. So, yeah, you know, Ryan Johnson apparently quite a good film director and understands what he's doing yeah. so who knew yeah. just to just to continue on that the the, the actual direction shots i, I want to just want when we get to the moment where um birdies figuring things out and we go helen brand ladies and gentlemen we have this just this tight second of it cuts to helen and and she's now like kind of smugly satisfied but like yep this is me and she's crossing her arms as a signal of i'm no longer pretending to be your colleague and a friend she's just she can close up because this is how she feels towards those people but then we cut to um miles and his arms are crossed and he uncrosses them and with this like like this no longer incredulous kind of confused look on his face and it's such a great transition because she's dropping her facade and he's still kind of it feels like his gears are just kind of turning but he's instead of it he was had his arms crossed kind of like in a confident pose and she was open in, in her facade and she's closing to be more comfortable and he's losing his confidence and like for the the same arm, arm movement to mean those two different shifts between those very different modes is just really elegantly done i thought i thought it was such a cool moment yeah i, I mean it's it's funny because it is kind of like He's realizing something, but there's something he's realizing. He's just like, you know, first, I mean, obviously, we, we, you know, we've already had the reaction of people thinking that, like, this is a ghost that's suddenly entered the room, you know, like twice murdered. Um, but I think it's funny because obviously from Miles' point of view, like his face, like, you know, this is yeah, minutes back, like, you know, half an hour, an hour, whenever it was. But his face when she arrived on the island wasn't one of like, oh, it's surprising you picked up the invite. It's I didn't invite you. Or, you know, again, there's been a question of why did he send an invite that, you know, she gets to smash up. And I think the reason he sent the invite was... Plausible deniability. Yeah. Like, if he didn't send her an invite and everybody else got one, then it's like, well, you didn't send her one because you knew she was dead. But if he did send her one and she accepted, then it's like, well, you know, of course he invited her because she's one of the disruptors and she's, you know, like... He yeah. had to send that invite, otherwise it would have looked suspicious. Um, but I think it's it's funny because it's like he like his look when we see him first time is like, oh, I didn't expect you to accept it. But it's not that. It's 
I thought you were dead. And why are you standing yeah. there? And now I've got to kill you again. And now I've got to figure out how to do that because killing you the first time was kind of like, you know, the, the, the only plan he had was just to kill her once. So now he's got to try and do it again. And obviously in the next couple of minutes, we'll get into, you know, whether or not Miles actually kind of came up with the idea to kill her a second time. But yeah, like... It only occurred to me uh, when prepping for these episodes, um, Helen's last name and Andy's last name. Brand. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's just brand marketing of this thing and she's there she's literally Mrs. Miss Brand and I was like how did I not pick <laughs> up on Andy Brand? Of course Andy Brand all the thing she brought and that's kind of what she does, right? Her and Miles like in the background like what it what is being a Twitch presence? I mean, what is being a politician? It's like, "Oh, they, they accelerated people's brands. Yeah. Although uh, there is a difference between the two napkins, which I think people have gone over in detail. Yeah. And and the stuff that she put down was clearly, there was some thought oh, we went, it. we Yeah. Oh, Ollie and I went into depth. I'm not <laughs> yeah. saying she's nothing, right? But, yeah, I'm just saying it, like... It boils down to... The thing it represents is, is mostly like a platform commodity thing, not a functional actual tech. Thing, yeah, right? at most she is one of those TikTok bros who talks about how, you know, people are fools for not working 20 hours a day and they only sleep four hours and, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it, that's that's what it is. It's like, it's just the kind of whole grind culture thing that, sh- that both her and Miles yeah. were able to kind of harness at just the right time, as with pretty much all yeah. billionaires, you know, like payments but on the internet okay all right yeah not revolutionary but you you happen to be doing that in you were the first ones who did yeah. that very straightforward yeah. thing selling yeah. selling stuff but on the internet okay all right you know genius yeah. you look like a weird alien but yeah okay go to space but like people try and defend him with oh yeah but he like cornered all these markets it's like no this is literally what business people have been doing for ages which is you move into a city and you move into a geographic um market space and if you have the funds, you undercut, and then everyone else goes out of business, and then you raise pr- prices, yeah. and you can keep raising prices past wh- what it would have been if they still existed. The only difference is it was the virtual space, which was the space that he was moving into, so it's just business 101. Yeah. What? Yeah. But, you know, if you're a billionaire, you can do that. You can you can spend, like, $2 billion, $3 billion on something that falls apart, and then it doesn't really make any difference to you because you're rich. And everyone's yeah. out, of, out, of, out of a job and, you know, they've got to all start all over again. But you're fine, so... I'm annoyed at myself because Miles Braun, because he doesn't got brains, yeah. <laughs> is right there. And I can't believe I didn't know He's got miles it. of brawn. It's, it goes on for miles and miles, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've seen that painting in the background behind <laughs> where... Currently, to put ourselves back in the minute, uh, the the three se- secondary characters are huddled around the phone. Um, I, it's funny because people keep debating like the whole kind of picture of him like with his top off thing, and it's like it's it's like clearly like promotional material from Fight Club that someone's just in an oil painting of and stuck it in the room. Oh yeah, like it's kind of obvious. Yeah, but yeah. A few people seem to have missed that. Like it, it, it's it's just some shots from Fight Club. Maybe other people don't watch Fight Club as often as me to realize that that's just. I have. There are some great films that have never been in a cinema, and definitely there have been some terrible films which have. Yeah. Um. I mean, over here, uh, say anything never got released in a cinema, so technically that was a straight to video release. Um. Oh really. Yeah. In the UK, so... I have on my um, show notes that I'm supposed to ask the guest on the Monday episode if you've... when you saw the movie. And I would I would hate to disappoint Darren 
on by not following the show notes. So, Darren, could you tell me? I saw it in the cinema. That's how it's a film, because I saw it in the cinema. Um, I, do you know what? It wasn't showing at my local cinema, uh, so I had to mm. go to Birmingham to see it. Uh, so I got the tram, which now stops outside the cinema in Birmingham, so that was handy. Um, nice. uh, so, yeah, I, they extended it across Birmingham. Cost, I don't know, seven or eight billion, something ridiculous, for them to extend it to, like, five stops halfway across Birmingham city centre. But, you know, there you go. Uh, so I took advantage of that, and, uh, yeah, I went... At least it got done. <clears throat> yeah, uh, well, yeah. Um, but So, well, I mean, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, I, I, let's not get very niche and start talking about, like, local transport projects in the UK. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, so I took the tram. I, you know, I went and saw it on, I think it was, like, the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Day. you know it was finishing on the Thursday so it's like I'm you know I had asked a friend did they want to go and see it they weren't available so I was you know I was kind of not buying a ticket until I could get a response from them and I was like this is it if I don't see it on like this Tuesday or whatever I'm not going to see it right and uh, yeah you know as soon as it finished obviously Glass Onion the song where the Beatles plays and I was like I've got to get a tram and get back home so <laughs> straight out of here right. let's hope there's no post credits or anything like that let's just get going um and you know immediately and i think it's funny because i you know the, the fact that it got that kind of one week thing and people are like oh this is weird that netflix did that and stuff it's like yeah but you know like their business is putting stuff on streaming so also they paid like god oh. knows how much like 400 million or something for two films and i'm like that doesn't make any sense economically because the first one didn't make that much like it made money but it didn't make that much money yeah so you know and obviously i mean you know they, they paid for two so you know, there's a third one coming out, which I think Ryan Johnson actually did update people on like this week where he was like, yeah, they've they've kind of sort of got a script going, uh, you know, because of the strike, he couldn't do anything. But now the strike is over. Right. He's kind of got back to what he was doing and they're starting to plan it. So as soon as the actor strike is over, I'm sure they'll start shooting it, um, you know, and then obviously once well, that comes okay. out, you know. I'll have to cover that minute by minute. Um, I, I mean, I said joke that it wasn't... Um... Plug time, but actually, we're we're pretty close to it. I I did want to mention one last. Uh, so in the speech that Benoit does, where he sort of talks about, you actually had a decent plan. You gathered all these people. It has the uh, a montage of um the various uh, players who are still alive. Um, and it's interesting because we cut from whiskey and Claire in the moment. Or it looks like in the moment, Claire, although Claire's, no, so it looks like whiskey in the moment, but we're not sure. But Claire's in the same dress, but she's, her hair's more frazzled and she's like looking over her shoulder and like breathing out and she just looks a little tense. And so you have this transition from whiskey kind of having a cigarette to Claire ramping up to this amazing shot of Birdie, which is when she's holding the knife. Um, so we cut, we cut through the other two and then we've got the shot of Birdie at the bottom of stairs with a light kind of rotating in and it glints off of the shiniest knife I've ever seen. And she's just like, ah, and I, and, and just, and, and then it, and then we got Benoit hand moving, like finishing his speech being like, you know, the, the lovely way that he like accentuates things with his hands. But I just thought given like, this was just secretly such a great minute for Birdie. Because we get her, like, mental, her slow mental transition. And then in the montage, we get we get reminded of this manic moment with the kitchen knife. I just, I really liked it and didn't want to, didn't want the audience to not um, tune into that if they hadn't missed it. I mean, and that is a fantastic point to transition for tomorrow's minute where obviously, you know, we get, we, I think, it, you know, we get like basically the kind of the, the revelation 
uh, in Benoit Blanks. Like he's like out of everybody in that room, he's known everything, and then he he finally gets to be the one who figures something out as he's talking. Um, you know, but we'll talk. It's ab- really great. Talk about that in the next episode, Adil. Let's not uh, get yeah, ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So, so just as a reminder, right? Uh, the the minute ends with the end of the speech. There's a pause, uh, and he goes. Furthermore, you have a loaded gun, and that's when we that's when we see the gun being taken off of um, Duke and then stashed in the ice bucket. But I think that does us well for uh, this first episode of the week. Uh, I will say to you, Darren, you've done not a great job of keeping me at the lower end of the episode length because, boy, is that a thing that I do. Uh, I'm very happy that that this is just the the dynamic I engender, and I'm also happy to hear all your thoughts. It's been really great. Um, But if people wanted uh to hear uh, more of your stuff do you have any plugs uh, i mean my other like active uh in like the broadest sense at the moment podcast is t hanks for the memories which is covering every single tom hanks um film uh starting with his debut in a slasher film uh, which I only covered his minutes because he's only in it for six minutes, <laughs> and so I only watched those six. Oh, minutes. Oh, what's the movie? Uh, he knows you're alone. I think is the is the is the film. Uh, Tom Hanks was so good in it that his character was meant to die, and they they didn't kill his character off. They kept him alive. Uh, so technically, he could be in a sequel to that. You know, uh, forty years later, uh, if he wanted, because his oh, yeah. character was the only one left alive. Um, but yeah, uh, so from that, he was the final girl. Technically, yes, he was. Um, Mm. so, um, you know, so from that all the way through to his most recent films, which, you know, I'm sure in the next couple of months, I'll have an episode on, uh, man named Otto and asteroid city out there. So, um, obviously I was on the site that was previously called Twitter, um, with, you know, T underscore FT memories, a very awkward handle. Um, but you know, uh, as with the plugs that Adil is about to read out, uh, I think I'm going to try and transition to, to using Instagram and threads instead because they're just a bit nicer uh, these days. Um, so yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, if you if you put my name into into like any podcast app thing, you'll find dozens of episodes of other things that I've done, and it's pointless to list them because I think I've got something ridiculous like 13 podcasts. Um, so with that, we'll transition back to you, Adil, doing your plugs. So let me plug the show first. We're at Glass Onion Min on X, though we might be XXers. What do you call people who've left Twitter now that they it's X? Are you XXing? Um, sensible people this is whole what we naming call them. Sensible people who've left, that's what we call them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we are now on Instagram at Benoit Blanc Minute, all one word. Uh, and Benoit Blank Minute on Threads, which you can get to threads.net slash at Benoit Blank Minute. Um, please rate, review, uh, all those things. Subscribe on your podcast chatter of choice. Uh, I am at the Omniarch on all of the things except Twitch. Uh, Miles couldn't help me out, so I'm the underscore Omniarch. I might actually start streaming again. Um, but normally just find me on all the socials. Um, and, uh, I also host the tanked up podcast uh which is a podcast all about craft beer and video games that's um that's us for today thanks darren for um hopping into this chunk and we'll see you tomorrow yes you definitely will i've been a deal and i am editing this now bye